You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Daily Social Distancing Show. I'm Trevor Noah, and it has now been 57 days of us staying inside to try and prevent the spread of the coronavirus. And here's your quarantine tip of the day. When you go out for your daily walk, try to avoid other people on the sidewalk by walking in the street. Yes, you may die when a car hits you, but at least it won't be from coronavirus. Anyway, on tonight's episode, Dr. Fauci drops a bombshell. I catch up with Ricky Gervais in isolation and why crying could make you sick. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. From Trevor's couch in New York City to your couch somewhere in the world, this is the Daily Social Distancing Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition. Right now, good news is a lot like N95 face masks. Hard to come by, but when you find it, you gotta hold it tight. So let's focus on the good times with our ongoing segment, Array of sunshine. Let's kick things off with Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister and America's sexy upstairs neighbor. As Canada continues its battle against coronavirus, Trudeau has decided to become a little more hands-on. Kids might be struggling a little bit with homework, but if they need a little help, there's somebody who's ready to step in. Hey, kids. I know we're all going through a difficult time right now, and it's not made any easier by the fact that you have to do your homework around the kitchen table. Well, as a teacher, I want to help. If you've encountered uh, challenges or problems that uh, are really tough and you need a little extra help with, why don't you reach out by responding to this message or using the hashtag? Okay, this is just adorable. Justin Trudeau is gonna help Canadian kids with their homework. This is the sort of thing you can only get away with if you're prime minister, because any other dude offering kids help on the internet, yeah, they're just getting a visit from the cops. And I really hope that he sticks to regular subjects like math and science, because the last thing we need is Trudeau branching out into makeup tutorials. But seriously though, this is great. In fact, I hope Trudeau inspires other world leaders to offer homework lessons. Like Vladimir Putin, he'd be amazing at math. Here is the easy way to solve math problem. You phone KGB, then poof, math problem disappear. And speaking of schoolwork, as countries around the world prepare to open up schools, the question is, how can they do it safely? Well, this viral video from China is giving us a glimpse of a possible future. That process seems really effective, but sweet Lord, it took forever. I mean, goddamn, throw in an avocado mask and you've got a full spa treatment. Oh, and by the way, this might work in China, but good luck trying this at an American school. All right, hold on everybody. I just wanna spray your shoes real quick. Are you crazy lady? These are the Air Jordan 5s. Just teach loud, I'll stand outside the window. Goddamn, she's trying to, trying to mess with my sneakers and shit. Meanwhile, here's some good news for New Yorkers who missed their old life from before the lockdown. Although New York City is at least a month away from reopening, the New York Public Library has released an album of all the authentic New York City noises that people haven't been able to hear for two months, including traffic noise, 
subways, construction, and even crowded streets. Although if they really wanted to be accurate, they should also include sounds of people booing the Knicks, a bike rider slamming into a car door, and then just 20 minutes of taxi drivers saying they won't go to Harlem, but they won't say why. You know why, but they won't say why. And by the way, I'm really impressed that a library is putting out this album. Cause I mean, think about it. Noise is the sworn enemy of libraries. This is like a movie theater giving out free Netflix passwords. You know, you guys can watch this stuff at home. You don't really need to be here. And most people never would have thought they'd miss the sounds of New York, right? But that made us realize that maybe after quarantine is over, we're gonna miss the sounds of the lockdown too. So we put together a little album of our own just to help us remember. One day, the pandemic will be over. But how will we remember these good times? Introducing the sounds of quarantine. We've compiled all the sounds that you'll miss when life goes back to normal. Sounds like family togetherness. God damn it, can daddy have five minutes to take a dump? The neighbor's musical talents. Romance. Why do you never want to have sex? You haven't showered in weeks. YouTube says Corona can come through the pipes. Cleansing ritual. Happy birthday, wash your hands. Happy birthday. And teamwork. Bill, can you hear me? Bill, you need to log back in. Shit. Let's all just log back in. So order your copy today and we'll send you a bonus track. Morning Recovery. <laughs> Daddy needs more time to poop. All right, that's enough of sunshine. Let's get straight into the headlines. You may remember that last week, President Trump's Justice Department unexpectedly dropped charges against Michael Flynn, Trump's former national security advisor and the original Angry Bird. And even though Flynn pled guilty to lying to the FBI as part of the Mueller investigation, Trump says the investigation itself was the real crime and that the ringleader behind it was former President Barack Hussein Jihad Obama. And yesterday, Trump explained his theory of the case. Mr. President, in one of your Mother's Day tweets, you appear to accuse President Obama of the biggest political crime in American history by Uh. far. Those were your words. What crime exactly are you accusing President Obama of committing, and do you believe the Justice Department should prosecute him? Uh, Obamagate. It's been going on for a long time. It's been going on from before I even got elected. And it's a disgrace that it happened. And if you look at what's gone on, and if you look at now all of this information that's being released, and from what I understand, that's only the beginning. Uh, Some terrible things happened, and it should never be allowed to happen in our country again. What is the crime exactly that Uh, you're accusing him of? You know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious to everybody. All you have to do is read the newspapers, except yours. Okay, that's just weird. According to Trump, Obama committed the worst political crime in American history, but Trump won't tell us what the crime is because it's so obvious that you don't even need to ask, even though everyone needs to ask. Trump is treating Obama less like a criminal and more like they're in a relationship and Trump feels like Obama messed up. If you don't know what you did wrong, well, I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, Donald, please, uh, whatever I did, uh, I'm sorry. My friends were right about you. Never date a Leo. I mean, basically Trump is pulling that classic immigrant parent move. I mean, I remember this when I was growing up and they wouldn't tell me why they were beating me. They'd just be like, you're getting beaten. And you'd be like, what is this for? And they'd be like, you know what it's for. So we have no idea 
We have no idea what Obamagate actually is supposed to be. And I don't think Trump actually knows either. In fact, I think the only lesson Trump learned from Watergate is that things he doesn't like should have the word gate after it. Obamagate, salad gate, Eric gate. And while Trump is trying to go after Obama, he might need to worry about himself because today the Supreme Court started hearing arguments that'll determine whether criminal investigators will be allowed to dig through Trump's dirty laundry. At the Supreme Court today, historic cases conducted under historic circumstances. Putting it simply, should Congress have access to the president's tax returns and how does presidential immunity extend to a criminal investigation? The president's personal lawyers argued that his tax returns and financial documents have to be withheld from three different congressional committees and a New York prosecutor saying the demand for those records is politically motivated. That's right, within weeks, the Supremes will decide whether the president can keep his finances secret or if he has to open up and show us the goods. And honestly, at this point, Trump only has himself to blame for this thing even getting this far. I mean, he's resisted releasing his tax returns for so long, he's made it into a secret that we have to know. What's in there? Tax crimes? A treasure map? A drawing of boobs? And one thing that always amazes me is how long it takes for these issues to actually get to the Supreme Court. I mean, think about it. We've been talking about this guy's tax returns since 2015. And now five years later, the Supreme Court is on the case. Like you think the DMV moves slow. The Supreme Court is out here like, and now for case 874, New York versus President Reagan. President Reagan, President Reagan. He did. Okay. Moving on. And finally, it's been a while since Dr. Fauci, America's virus bay, has made an appearance at the White House coronavirus briefing. But if President Trump was trying to keep the spotlight off of him, well, it didn't completely work. Because today, Fauci was back on an even bigger stage. One of the nation's top doctors is warning reopening the country too soon could lead to more outbreaks. Dr. Anthony Fauci told the Senate Health Committee he's worried little spikes might turn into full outbreaks. My concern is that if states or cities or regions, uh, in their attempt, understandable, to get back to some form of normality, there is a real risk that you will trigger an outbreak that you may not be able to control, which in fact, paradoxically, will set you back, not only leading to some suffering and death that could be avoided, but could even set you back on the road to trying to get economic recovery. Like, because of Trump's antics, he keeps having to come up with new ways to say, please stay inside or you might die. Basically, what Dr. Fauci is saying is that we need to think of corona like a sports injury. Yes. You wanna get back on the field as soon as possible, but if you get back on the field too soon, you could get injured. You could get injured again and even worse this time. And then what? Then your career's over, huh? And now you're just a gym teacher telling fifth graders about how you could have gone pro. And look, Fauci has said this to Trump a million times, but I bet this time, Trump is way more likely to listen because now he's watching it on TV. Yeah. Normally, when you're talking to him in real life, he's too distracted by how much he wants to watch it on TV. And you know, I feel bad for Dr. Fauci. It feels like he's always got to be the responsible adult in the room. That must suck for him. Like, he's, he's a human being. He's got other sides. You know, I like doing crazy stuff too. One time, instead of my elbow, 
I sneezed into my arm. <laughs> the CDC was not happy. All right, that's it for the headlines. Off to the break. Did you know that coronavirus can come for your toes? Well, stay tuned and we'll find out why. Welcome back to the Daily Social Distancing Show. You know, COVID-19 is like the Michael Jordan documentary. It feels like it's been in our lives forever, but we forget how new it actually is. And because it's new, scientists are learning things about it every day, which is what we're gonna catch up on in our new segment, What to Expect When You're Infecting. When we think of COVID-19, what do we think of? Disease of the lungs, right? But now we're learning that it can also be a full body workout. So far, the one predictable thing about the new coronavirus is that it's unpredictable. It first got our attention by damaging the lungs, but now doctors are finding it can wreak havoc throughout the body. One way is by causing blood clots, for example, in the legs. A limited study of 214 COVID patients in China found more than a third suffered neurological symptoms. The most common, loss of taste and smell, dizziness, headaches, even unconsciousness and in rare instances, strokes. Doctors are seeing a new potential symptom of coronavirus, and it's not exactly pleasant. It's known as COVID toes. Doctors treating patients are noticing red or purple lesions and swollen toes in younger adults. Yes, it turns out that coronavirus could negatively affect almost every part of the human body, including your toes. And I'm sorry, but toes, toes? One minute corona's in the lungs and now it's in the toes? It's wrecking our toes? I mean, coronavirus is it's like one of those artists who gets selected in every category. It was like how Old Town Road was somehow nominated for best country and best hip hop and best supporting actor in a TV series. Viruses should be like fetishes. You choose one body part and you go all in. You can't be into lungs and toes. Like me, I choose elbows and that's that. Like, why can't corona do at least one thing that's cool? How come there's no cool corona symptom? You know? like. Yeah, it hits your lungs, but it also changes people's hair. Then at least we'd get Instagram posts from Tom Hanks. It's true, I have corona. And we're not just learning about how the virus affects the body, we're also discovering new ways that it can infect your body. Like for instance, we all knew about coughing, yeah? And sneezing and touching your face and rubbing your nose on toilet seats. But it turns out there might be another way that this bug is spreading to us all. A new study by John Hopkins University shows that COVID-19 can infect patients through their eyes. Researchers say virus droplets can latch onto the eye's ACE2 receptors and start targeting cells that way. They also think tears could transmit infections from person to person. Scientists believe this is why some COVID-19 patients have reported pink eye symptoms. Yep. Apparently, you can also catch coronavirus through someone's tears. And my only question is, why are people crying into each other's eyes? I mean, we all have our thing, but who's calling their crush like, hey, you wanna come over and watch soldiers reunite with their dogs while we rub eyes? And if this is true, we're gonna have to take some extra precautions, people. Like, from now on, you gotta stay at least six feet apart while watching This Is Us. And for all those Trump supporters who've been drinking liberal tears, maybe try Gatorade, all right? I don't know why you guys even do that, but try something else. So now we know the virus can spread through tears, through saliva. Oh, and um, there's another bodily fluid that you may wanna watch out for. 
A new study from China found traces of coronavirus in the semen of infected men. It's not clear yet whether coronavirus can be transmitted through sexual activity. Researchers found evidence of COVID-19 in six out of the 38 patients they studied. Of those six men, four were still infected and two others were recovering. Experts say traces of infectious diseases are often present in all kinds of bodily fluids. That's right. Scientists have found coronavirus in semen. And I guess now we know why it spread so quickly in the New York City subway. But this is such bad news because it means sex is even more risky now. You can catch corona, you can catch STDs, and scariest of all, you can catch feelings. I still think about you, Sheila. How you gonna go and do that to me? And that's not the only bad news for guys because as you probably know, COVID-19 has been much more fatal for men than women. Yeah. Coronavirus is targeting men harder than an Old Spice body wash commercial. And now, researchers might be starting to figure out why that is. One of the other mysteries of COVID-19 is that it's deadlier for men than women. China, Italy, and South Korea have all reported higher death rates for men, and the trend continues here in the U.S. So, why are men getting sicker than women? Well, some new research may give us a clue. It has to do with a key enzyme that COVID-19 uses to enter and infect our healthy cells. It's found in our heart, kidneys, and other important organs. Researchers took blood samples from thousands of heart failure patients, both men and women, and measured how much of the enzyme they found. Men's blood had higher levels of the enzyme than women. Ah, oh, are you serious? Men might have an enzyme that makes us more susceptible to dying from COVID-19 than women? And you know, honestly, I cannot believe that after all men have done for the world, starting the NBA, starting practically every war all by ourselves, this is our reward? I mean, I guess we had a good run. You know, we got to pee standing up. We didn't have to go through childbirth didn't have our coworkers explain back to us the things that we just explained. It was too good to last forever. And you know, some dudes are gonna bitch hard about how unfair coronavirus is. They're gonna be in the ICU like, <laughs> this sucks, dude. There's like no chicks here at all. So what does this all come down to? Well, the underlying science is important, but for most of us, we rarely just need to remember how easily coronavirus is spread. And one really simple new video is illuminating that in a way that even non-scientists can easily understand. COVID-19 has been described as the invisible enemy, but an experiment has shone new light on the virus. As Natalia Cooper explains, there are simple ways to keep protecting yourself. A man's hands are covered in glow-in-the-dark paint, which represents the germs. He then serves himself at a mock-up cruise ship buffet, and so too do 10 other diners. After 30 minutes, the lights are turned out, and the spread is shocking. The Japanese TV experiment finds the paint on multiple surfaces. It was on every person's hands and on three of their faces. Imagine that paint is coronavirus. Surprise, surprise. Buffets are a great way to spread germs. Yeah, you think you're getting all you can eat crab legs? No, my friend. Coronavirus is getting all you can eat Kyle. But that's why I don't use tongs at the buffet. Everyone is touching those things. Yeah, I just go straight in with my hands, much more hygienic. And I guess now we know why coronavirus has been exploding so hard on cruise ships. I mean, a cruise ship is just a giant buffet where you sleep over. So, that's all the new information we've learned about the coronavirus. And remember, while all of this might seem scary, it's good.
because the more we learn about this disease, the more we know how to fight it. So don't stress and don't lose heart. Everything is going to be okay. We'll be right back. We're all screwed. I think we're gonna die. Oh, sh did I stop this? Welcome back to the Daily Social Distancing Show. Let's talk about Fox News. It's the number one cable news network in the country and the longest serving member of the Trump administration. Now, if you don't live your life in Fox world, it's easy to forget how influential Fox News actually is. Because a lot of what we're seeing around the country with people protesting stay-at-home orders, saying experts like Dr. Fauci should be fired, saying the coronavirus was created in a Chinese lab to destroy America, but also China for some reason. Well, a lot of that stuff comes from Fox. Is there at least the possibility that the Chinese have developed some type of biological weaponry and that's what got loose with all of this. We're probably not gonna have an accurate count of what the real death total is. And there may be reasons that people seek an inaccurate death count. If we wait for Dr. Fauci's seal of approval to reopen America, we may not have an America to reopen. We're not gonna let you destroy this country or our way of life. We've worked too hard and we fought too long to lose it to a Wuhan. That's what I said, a Wuhan virus that China knew about and intentionally protected Chinese citizens, but allowed that virus to be released, putting the rest of the world at risk. Damn, Fox News is so paranoid. It's like the entire network took a bad edible that's been kicking in for like 25 years. And they're not just paranoid. Fox is actively spreading more misinformation than a sex ed class taught by Mike Pence. Then the husband kisses his wife, no tongue, and God puts a baby in her belly and they keep their pants on because downstairs there's nothing. Now, what a lot of people don't know, and um, this is really embarrassing, is that The Daily Show is actually related to Fox News. Yeah. What we found out is that Janine Pirro is actually Desi Lydic's aunt, twice removed through her grandfather on her mother's sister's side. And as any good niece would do, she checked in with Aunt Janine recently to see how she's handling quarantine. And I don't think she's doing great. Hey, Aunt Janine. Just wanted to check in on you and see how you're doing. Thanks so much for being with us yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, of course. How, how are you holding up with all this COVID stuff? COVID is being used as a cover to fund liberal progressive programs. Okay, you know what, Anjanine, can we just please not get into all the conspiracy stuff right now? Just talk about anything else. How about destroying Supreme Court justice nominee with rules that wouldn't get past a fifth grade government class? I'd rather not. Just no politics The left is just all. not in tune with America. Hey, come on, I mean it. It's a pretty dress. It's a, it looks like your shoulders are gift wrapped. Like, I don't know, what shows are you watching? We've been catching up on Jersey Shore. Have you seen it? Gyms, hair salons, and tattoo parlors. Yeah, close, Gym Tan Laundry, GTL. We've been binging it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's actually kind of hard to stop watching. Why let them have that power over us? I don't know, fun escapism? That is absolutely stunning. It, it is just stunning to me. Okay, well, just wanted to make sure everyone was safe and healthy. The rumors are that uh, Kim Jong-un of, uh, uh, of North Korea is gravely ill. Uh, have you heard anything? 
No, I don't have any intel in the North Korean government. You, you have groceries and everything you need? We're, we're mostly just doing delivery, like dim sum, that kind of thing. The Chinese Communist government brought okay, us to you know our I, knees I just, I, I can't, with I can't, this virus I, I, allegedly let out of their land. Okay, okay. That's, look you know what, what I can't. they have done to okay, us. Okay, look, Antonine, if you can't just have a normal conversation, I, I, I'm just going to have to go. Impeachment. Nope. Bye. Thank you so much for that, Desi. You're a great fake niece. When we come back, I'll be talking to the one and only Ricky Gervais about how he is handling the lockdowns. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily Social Distancing Show. Earlier today, I spoke with actor, comedian, and show creator Ricky Gervais about his new Netflix series and his thoughts on living in the corona era. Check it out. Ricky Gervais, welcome to The Daily Social Distancing Show. (laughs) Hi, how's it going? Before we talk about the the, the show coming back for season three on Netflix, congratulations on that. I just want to talk to you about about life. Like, where is Ricky? What is Ricky doing? Like, you you always seem like the most interesting person I know who's always doing random things. Are you just just staying in the house? Is that you now? Yeah, well, I'm I'm doing what I'm told. I'm I'm going, you know, my my hours exercise a day. And luckily, we've got a garden. So, um, you know, I can play badminton and ping pong. Uh, I'm a writer, I can do that. Apart from the the tour being postponed, it has made a lot of difference to me. I never like people coming to the house, so that's that's good. This is good. I don't have to get dressed and go to a studio. I can just do it. (laughs) So I've probably done more publicity for the show than I usually do. I'm always drinking wine by six o'clock, watching Netflix, so the evenings literally haven't changed. Um, But you know what? Joking aside, you won't hear me complain. Not when there's nurses doing 14-hour shifts, risking their life. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I know I've got it easy compared to most. So uh, I'm, I'm just getting on with it. It's, you know, it's, what can you do? We, we, we're always like reading news about different countries. And you know, one thing I've learned, you know, whether it was from South Africa or moving to the US, is oftentimes the news doesn't match up with what's actually happening in the country. And I wondered, like, what is, the, what is the sentiment in the UK right now? We read things about Boris. We read things about the country being confused by stay alert or stay at home. We're reading about how the, the UK is responding. What's the actual sentiment or the mood that you're feeling from your friends and people in the country? Well, I, I, think, I think everyone feels like, you know, they're in the same boat. And I think most people are wanting to be over. And I think everyone I know is doing the right thing. Um, and, uh, you know, not, people haven't seen their families for six weeks. I mean, I, I think the, the big thing is, apart from the risk and worrying about your family and yourself and everything like that, I think people wish they could have a date. It's like it turns into kids. We keep going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And no one knows. No one knows. When will it be over? We don't know. What will happen? Will, we, will it come back? We don't know. Can you get it twice? We don't... No one knows anything. So I do feel, I do feel for the people that have got to go out there and talk to the nation and tell them something. And, and the truth is, they don't know. And, you know, I, I think that's the, that's the problem. If someone said, it's over, um, September the 1st, people go, okay, fine. See you, see you September the 1st. But it's, it's just not that easy. 
do you do are you guys also experiencing like just a wave of misinformation now because it feels like you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're, you're feeling the same thing. I know it's online, but I don't know if it's the same in the UK. Like, I feel, I feel like I always thought something like coronavirus or aliens or whatever would happen to us, and then we'd come together as human beings. I truly have been shocked at how, like, the virus has become politicized. Like, people literally, some people just don't believe in the virus, some people do. Some... Well, of, of course, everyone, everyone needs someone to blame. Everyone, it's your, it's your fault. And, uh, of course, people use it. And, uh, and you're right, you think that, it would be like an alien invasion where it was humanity against this thing. But no, I mean, the first thing I noticed was people fighting each other for toilet rolls. And I, what, this was like day one. <laughs> These are the sort of people that if, uh, if, if the plane crashed, they'd start eating each other. And I'd go, we've got sandwiches. We've got, don't eat each other yet. It's fine. Give us, I mean, also toilet rolls, toilet I, I would give my last toilet roll for a bottle of wine if it was the end of the earth. Honestly, I'd be drunk and I'd w be wiping my ass on the grass. Who cares about toilet rolls? That was day one. Fight in, in the city. What, what are you doing? Well, society broke down like, the first day and then people went, okay, okay, this, this, we, can, we can do this. Yeah, a lot of people, it's, it's interesting because, you know, one thing you've always said about yourself is like, you, you don't like getting involved in politics. You've never been a soapbox person. You've never been somebody who's like, ah, this is Ricky Gervais. You, you love telling jokes. You, you love making fun of people and life and everything, making TV shows. But it, you've gotten more political over the years or talking about it because it's gotten crazier. And one of your tweets... One of your tweets went, went viral, one of your old tweets. It seemed like you predicted the future. You said the fact that they have to put do not drink bleach on containers lets you know that Donald Trump can become president. And then he had his own bleach thing. And I mean, you saw how that blew up. And I'd say that tweet wasn't political. It was about ignorance and stupidity and a nanny state and people, you know, and then it became political, obviously. Um, but again, I don't think it's that I've become more political. It's that... If people aren't acting like they should, if people in power aren't doing what you think is the right thing, you have to be an adult. I don't want to be an adult. I want, every, I want other people to run the country correctly and do all the right things. Then I can muck around. I can be an idiot. I, can, I want to be the one getting told off for stuff. I don't want to be the teacher standing and going, right, you can't do that. That's not my job. That's no good for me. I want to be the idiot at the back of the class getting in trouble for doing the wrong thing. And... And when the world's in danger, you can't do that. You have to start being sensible. And it really annoys me. <laughs> One thing that we can't deny is Ricky Gervais has more heart than most people would like to admit. And it comes through in your shows. You know, um, Afterlife is yet another example of a show that where people cry, people laugh, people experience like a range of emotions that are really human. And you know, for those who don't know, it's, 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 it's a story of a man played by yourself who has lost his, 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 uh, his partner and she's gone, but she's left him messages about how to, uh, you know, carry on in life. And then he goes, I'm gonna be an asshole to the world. And what's interesting is the world slowly starts softening him up and it's been renewed for season three. So congratulations on that. I know that's a lot of fans are happy about it, but tell me a little bit about like, not just the show, but why we always see so much heart in the shows that you create. Because it doesn't seem like that would be Ricky Gervais, but that seems like a common thread in everything you make. Yeah, everything I've done has been about humanity, really. I think comedy is best. It says we're all idiots. And so that's all right. It's, it's, uh, but things, but some things are more important than 
you know, being smart and clever, like being kind, you know, and uh, I've all, everything I've done has been quite existential. You know, The Office was about being 40 and are you doing the right thing? And Derek was about the end of your life. And, you know, are you leaving the world in as good a state as you found it? You know what? And everything's always about the, what's the point? And this is explicitly existential. He's lost everything. Even the title, Afterlife, is sort of a play on words because he doesn't, he doesn't believe in an afterlife. So he, he doesn't even, he hasn't even got that, that his, his wife's in heaven. He hasn't got that. He, he said, there's a line where he says, I know she's nowhere, but I'd rather be nowhere with her than somewhere without her. And so he's given up. He doesn't want to live without her. And that's the other side of the, the play on words, really, with afterlife. He thinks this is after his life has ended. He thinks he lost himself. And uh, after the first series, I'd never had a reaction like it. I don't just mean the size of the reaction. I mean the emotional connection. People would come up to me on the street and say, oh, I lost my brother three weeks ago, or I lost my mum before I watched it, and it really helped. And I, I realised that everyone's grieving. Everyone's grieving recently or, or, or now, and, and you don't get over it. Yeah, it, it almost feels prescient to the time we live in now, I won't lie. It, it, it feels like that's what we're all experiencing on a, on a larger level. The world, for the first time in history, as you said, we're all experiencing a shared grief in a way that even world wars didn't create. Everyone in the world is experiencing some effect from lockdown, some effect from losing somebody, some effect from losing their life, the way they live their family. And it feels like this show, it, 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 well, I it, think, it no, talks I think, about a similar I think feeling. Right. I think that uh, most people, it, it's made them start realizing what the most important things in life are. And uh, I, I think it also uh, makes you appreciate the, the mundane things in life. I mean, the show is sort of about those things can save you. You know, um, he's got to walk the dog. It keeps him alive. He's got to talk to people. It keeps him alive. You know, those little things. I'm missing things I didn't do. I didn't follow around the shops. I can't wait. I didn't go and buy a newspaper. I can't wait to sit outside a cafe. I, I want to do those things I, di I didn't even do. So, yeah, you, you, want, you want those, you want your... You want your life back. That's what you want. Yeah, I think that's all everybody wants. Uh, Ricky, thank you so much for the time, man. Good luck out there. Uh, stay safe Cheers. indoors. Enjoy the wine. And uh, hopefully I'll see you in person sooner than later, my friend. Yeah, can't wait. Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, please remember the COVID pandemic has also taken a serious toll on many people's mental health. And here in the US, the Disaster Distress Helpline is trying to address this crisis. They've got counselors who are trained to help with mental health needs specifically in this unique situation. And if you're able and you'd like to help, then please donate whatever you can. If you'd like to support in New York specifically, then you can donate to NYC Well, which is also providing free confidential mental health support. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, wash your hands, and remember, if you're homeschooling your kids, don't give them detention because then you just have to spend more time with them. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.